K-pop Pillow Talk includes graphic content that may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to K-pop Pillow Talk. <laughs> I guess I wasn't ready. I'm Millie. I'm Nods. Nothing really new happening right now, right? Well, Tay's stuff came out. So oh my it. gosh, that's right. How could I forget? <laughs> oh my goodness. Y'all, okay. I, if you, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you're not familiar with BTS. I mean, we welcome all K-pop stands, but right. like, um, anyway, if you're not that familiar, like literally just go to Spotify and type in a like Young song recommendations and find a playlist of like every song recommendation that Tay has given us or just like a compilation of every song that Tay has ever listened to, just stuff like that. And like, listen to it. And like, that's the music that we're getting. And I was right. I mean, I, I mean, it was, it wasn't like that hard to guess, but it's like, oh my God, I just love him so much. I love this style that he's doing. I love the way he presented like the album and stuff. I like that with the release of the track list, there was like a little blurb on like the vibe of each song. Love that so much. He is an artist. He has vision <laughs> and I love him. I love him. I'm so happy to hear his voice again. Um, I hope we get something that requires a dance soon because I love him performing so much. <laughs> I remember when he did the hope on the street, um, the, yeah, the hope on this, the, on the street challenge with Hobie. And it was like, everyone in the comments was like, God, I missed him dancing. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> I'm just so happy. I'm so happy right now. Yeah. I really missed, um, Tay's voice. And sort of the flavor that he brings to BTS. Um, Nods reposted this TikTok, but the one where it was like, "How are they all?" In the same oh group? yeah, and it was just <laughs> snippets of everyone's songs. And I showed it to one of my older coworkers, who like kind of gets it but doesn't fully get it. Mm-hmm. And so I like to show her things like that because she's very open to watching them. Mm. Um, and she was like, "That's so rad," and I was like, "It is. <laughs> it's very rad." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, great things happening. Great time to be an army. Um, Namjoon confirmed once again that he's trying to release more music before going to the military, which is just beyond me. I don't <laughs> understand that, man. <laughs> me neither. Listen, as a Namjoon stan, <laughs> Namjoon is my old bias, and I just want this bitch to go. <laughs> like, you're going to look me in the eyes, cut your hair like that, and you're not gonna fucking leave? Yeah. I love him. But let's get this shit over with. I know. I'm tired. Instead, he hops on the live and makes me have to take my Delulu pills because <laughs> he's, he's talking about reading comments saying like, oh, I'm like your perfect man. You got a good eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. He needs, he needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> And go to the military, serve his goddamn country so we can be over with this shit. We're not playing anymore. No, I'm actually, Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Being an army is a lot. How are we all doing? Um, in other news, I'm going to the ESPA concert. Mm-hmm. Um, Nats decided last minute that she's yeah. going to jump on that. Yeah, because... Tickets, nosebleeds were $34 and 
on SeatGeek. And when you use code LOVELYWOLF for $20 off your first purchase, it's uh, it's even less. So <laughs> that is LOVELYWOLF, L-O-V-E-L-Y-W-O-L-F-E. For $20 off your first purchase. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a seat geek code if you didn't yes. know. Now you know. Um, so yeah, gonna go see Espa. Um, love this character development for me. I went from a hater to now I'm going to their concert. Um, interesting turn of events. I'm not buying their light stick because mm -hmm. that I, I love to buy an artist's light stick yeah. before the concert. However, I feel like we can all agree that nothing is more of that nothing is the definition of capitalism like the Espa light stick. There is nothing. The Espa and Kepler light sticks. The, okay, but at least Kepler has color. I still, it. I refuse. <laughs> I will not be purchasing that light stick. I think it's dumb. Try harder. There's truly nothing special about the Espa light stick. And there could have been so much yeah. Like specialty. To there was it. no reason for that. Yeah. Every K pop group is so different. Yeah. And the fact that they released light sticks like that gives that visual to the outside world who are not into K pop that they are quote unquote manufactured groups. Yeah. Like you're not helping. No. No. So yeah, I will not be paying $65 for a white stick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, very excited. Um, I can't wait to talk about how it went on here. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just excited to see winter. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, a little, I was going to say a little butt plug because, <laughs> <laughs> because I've been listening to a lot of, I listen to true crime podcasts. Yes. And one of them is called Wine and Crime. And they always call their plugs for other things, butt plugs. So my brain That's so funny. was going to say that. And it kind of, you know, it's applicable to us yeah. as well. Yeah. We read fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So the butt plug that I was going to give today is something for Western music. And that is David Michael Frank's new song, yes. So What? Yes. Nan's post about it on Mickey. I posted about it on my, like, uh, personal stuff. But if you follow me on those, which a lot of people who follow us from our reels on Instagram, then go and follow our personals. Yeah. Um, which is lovely. Love that. Shout out. Um <laughs> Yeah, he is an artist that me and Nadia have been following for a very long time and who we could give a 30-minute... <laughs> if someone turned to me and was like, give a 30-minute TED Talk on something, oh, yeah. I would give it on David Michael Frank. Yeah. Um, I would give a PowerPoint presentation on why he should be famous mm -hmm. because he can outsing like, half the male Western industry. Yep. Like, it's... And definitely outright yeah. the male industry as of currently. Yeah. Thor, um... His lyricism is unparalleled. So that is what I'm recommending. Right yeah. Now. David Michael Frank. So what? Mm -hmm. All streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. Check it out. <laughs> um, for the K-pop stands listening, which I'm assuming are all of you. Yeah. Um, if you like Extenary Heroes or Day 6, like that kind of vibe, more, more Day 6, if you like that kind of vibe, definitely check it out. And check him out. He's great. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Let's read some fan fiction. Um, we had a little interlude of an episode, a little break in the story of Yoongi and Jimin being cute. So 
that's fun. Let's see where let's see where <laughs> Sagi takes us this chapter. I didn't really think about the uh, <laughs> the consequences of having a a chapter like that. Yeah. I don't know where this next one's going. Yeah, because keep in mind, um, this next chapter that we're gonna start, it's page one fifteen of two hundred and twenty four. Mm-hmm. So. We're, you know, around the halfway mark. Yeah. And so the episodes are going to get just a little longer. Yeah. Chapter 15, Silent Move. And the notes are... Silent Move, a move that has a dynamic tactical effect on a position, but that does not capture or attack an enemy piece. If anyone at court saw change in Yoongi or Jimin, it would have been only because of close observation. They had agreed to keep the progress of their relationship between themselves for the time being. They showered, dressed, and left the dorm at different times as not to rouse suspicion. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when Yoongi arrived for the meeting, everyone else had gathered. Even Jimin was waiting at the head of the table. Okay, wait. They're cat hybrids. Yeah. I'm sure they can smell it on yeah. each other. <laughs> it's literally, literally what I was thinking. Why go through all that trouble? Okay, anyway. Nice of you to join us, Jimin demurred, his expression once again impassive as he watched Yoongi take a seat. Now that we're all here, if you would, Hosok. Hosok, who sat in Jungkook's seat while the tuxedo was standing behind Jimin, glanced at Jin at his side with a frown. It's okay, just tell him everything, Jin whispered to him, squeezing his hand atop the table. You're not usually hesitant to debrief, Hobi, Jimin said, his tone gentle, and for good reason. Yugi could see how haunted Hosok looked, and maybe a little scared even. It's just... It's usually just you and me, Chim, Hosok said. I'm not used to telling everybody everything. Think of them as just clones of me then, Jimin said, <laughs> leaning closer and looking right in Hosok's eyes. They'll know either way. Taking a deep breath, Hosok leaned back in his seat. They're dying. Everyone but the top. Toms, Mollies, Catlings alike. They're all starving or sick. Hell, most of them don't even get clean water because the only working tap is in the church house. So it's gotten worse, Jimin murmured, his ears flicking in irritation. What can we expect? The suits hate each other. They often battle between themselves, Hosok said. But an attack on one of the suits is an attack on the whole gang. We can expect the other aces to want retribution. They'll come after us. I've already posted extra pawns on the wall, Jin put in quietly. We'll know if they go on the move. Jimin nodded at that, his eyes fixated on Hosok. And what of the spades? Hyunjun was the ace for a long time. He was the only fixed rank. They're likely in chaos right now, figuring out who will rank up. Hosok sucked on his teeth and looked down at the table. The other aces will vote for the successor, someone they can manipulate, someone who's ambitious and will do anything for power. Do you have any idea who that would be? Jimin pressed. It's okay if you're not sure, but any hint. The most ambitious of the ranked is a Siamese Molly named Hwasa, Hosok answered. She'd just ranked up to queen. The king was Hyunjun's patsy, had no real power. He wouldn't stand in her way. But lower ranked might, Jimin nodded slowly. Would you consider her a friend? Yoongi watched Hosok's eyes lift up to look at Taehyung across from him. There was a meaning in that look the way Hosok's hands curled into fists and he looked at his lips. More than a friend, Hosok said, not looking away from Taehyung. She trusted me with a lot of information because she thought I had a better grip on Hyunjun's ear and could help her move up. 
And she wanted to fuck him, Jin said flatly. <laughs> the two weren't mutually exclusive, of course. <laughs> Hosuk let out a small sigh and closed his eyes. If you're asking if we can use her, then maybe. She's only ambitious for power because it provides security. It's what all of us want. Food, water, safety. She knows you're a traitor now, though. A double agent for us. Me, Jimin said, leaning back. She likely has told all of the aces what she knows about you. Which wasn't much. She liked to talk, especially when she was on nip, Hosok said. No one knows anything about me, for real. I fed them the same lines I usually do. A low-level pawn who had nothing and tried to a good deal. Taehyung's eyes were narrowed, concern written all over his face. You took nip? Not the time, Tae Jimin hissed and Taehyung hissed back. Stop it. You stop it. I have every right to be concerned. That shit is dangerous, Taehyung balked. I don't care what stupid mission he was on. Tae, not now. Jimin turned his attention away from Hosok to glare at the Scottish fold, but Taehyung didn't back down. You knew, didn't you? You knew he'd be involved in drugs, Taehyung accused. I can't believe you. Hey, Hosok smacked his hand on top of the table, Taehyung jumping and snapping his attention to Hosok. We'll talk about it later. But, Tae, later, Jin said quietly. I don't want to be here all day. Fine, Taehyung sat back in his seat and crossed his arms over his chest, glaring at a spot on the wall. Shuddering slightly in frustration, Jimin returned his attention to Hosok. How long do you think before they'll attack? Couple days, Max, Hosok said. They're mad, and they don't think logically to begin with. They go with their guts, and if their gut is telling them to attack, that's what they'll do. Jin? Jimin's attention turned to the Bombay. Thoughts? We're short a third of our pawns, Jin said. We'll be even matched in numbers, but just barely. It'll have to do, Jimin sighed, scratching behind his ear. Double up at the fence near the depot. They'll likely make the same mistake twice. No, the gate. Hosok said. They'll go for the gate. The depot is too far. Like I said, they're not thinking logically. They'll try to push through the gate and attack us here. The fence is heavily barricaded, Jin frowned. They won't get through. They will because we'll let them in, Yungi spoke up. All eyes went to him, and even Jimin sat up slightly. Excuse me? Jimin lifted an eyebrow at him. What do you mean we'll just let them in? Weaken the gate. Let them think they got an easy, Yungi said. We'll box them in and end this once and for all. Except the leaders are always behind. If they sense a trap, they'll bolt right back through the gate, Hosok said. They'll abandon every single ranked number to die and just pull in some dying gibbs off the street to refill their ranks. We'll have to entice them to come in. Think they've won then, Jimin said, holding Yungi's gaze. I want all of the aces in the fence before we close the trap on them. I foresee a lot of damage that will need to be repaired once this is done, Namjoon said with a sigh. We'll have to work quickly to make the street one way, block up any alleys and doorways, funnel them in. Get on that immediately, Jimin nodded, looking to Jin as Namjoon got up and left. Recall half of the extension party. They can get here by the end of the day? Probably, but that will mean delaying. It's fine, that can wait, Jimin said. Jin nodded with a heavy sigh, but left behind Namjoon. Tae, take Hosok home and see that he gets rest for the rest of the day? Yes, sir, Taehyung said with a wrinkle of his nose. Come on, we can discuss your nip habits then. Oh, for catnip does not affect me at all, Tae, Hosok groaned, getting up to follow him out. I swear, no reaction. He's not wrong. 
It's why he does what he does, Jimin said, rubbing at his forehead once the room was clear. Cook, go assist Jin. Jin? John Cook blinked, looking at the back of Jimin's head. I think Nam Jun. I said go with Jin, Jimin hissed. John Cook stiffened, and by how his jaw worked, he wanted to say more, but left through a side door, slamming it on his way out. With the room clear, Jimin looked back up at Yoongi and smiled wryly at him. It's a good plan. Dangerous, but a good plan. We'll see if it works, Yoongi replied. Can I ask, what is the deal with Namjoon and Jungkook? Why are you so upset with them? I'm not upset with Jungkook, Jimin said. He's just naive, especially when it comes to older men. Yoongi tilted his head slightly in question. Older men like Namjoon? I don't understand. Do you not like Namjoon? Namjoon is good at his job and he is my friend, but that wasn't always the case, Jimin said with a heavy sigh. Jungkook doesn't know that Namjoon and I were once a thing, which he can't know. No one can know. You and Namjoon? Yoongi's eyes widened slightly. Did he hurt you? If you mean was he abusive, no. But... Jimin looked away towards the window, his expression harder to read than usual. He was the first person to ever show interest in me. I was young, and he's only a year older than me, but he was already more experienced. Namjoon used to be different. Different how? He's a bookworm, Yoongi frowned. <laughs> he didn't like thinking that the man he considered a friend may have hurt Jimin in some way. That he is, but at one point when we were young and full of hormones, he changed, Jimin said. Jungkook never saw it. I shielded it from him. How Namjoon ran with some unsavory older people. The colony we were in, they were savage, and Namjoon was lined up to join them. Jimin, quit dancing. Tell me what happened, <laughs> Yoongi pressed. Can you imagine? <laughs> They're in a practice room. <laughs> and Jimin's just dancing. <laughs> and Yugi's like, stop. <laughs> Namjoon and I had fooled around a little, and he was sweet and told me all the right things, Jimin said quietly. He invited me to a party the gang was having. They got him hooked on Nip, and he made me try some. Shit, he didn't. Yoongi's eyes widened. Did he try to... No, he didn't try to force me, Jimin said quietly, but he did pressure me, and I was high, and things got bad, and I woke up with other men trying to get at me after he was done. Shit, I'll kill him, Yoongi seethed, seeing red. He didn't even realize he was halfway out of his seat when Jimin put a hand on his arm. Don't, it's okay, Jimin said, eyes wide. It was a long time ago. He was a dumb and impressionable kid, and so was I. When he realized what was happening, he fended them off and got me out of there. But he put you in that position. He he drugged you, Yoongi said in a low growl. I know, and it took me a long time to get over that, Jimin said, tugging on his sleeve to get him to sit back down. But I did, and I have forgiven him for what happened because he couldn't have known they would do that. He didn't go back after that, and I know he beats himself up over it. So you're afraid he'll do something to Jungkook that Jungkook won't want to do? Yoongi asked. Do you believe he would? I've asked myself that over and over, and honestly, I don't think he would. But when I see them together, I think of who I was at that time. And Jungkook isn't much older than I was when it happened, Jimin said. I don't want him to go through something like I did. I don't want him to trust the wrong person. Jimin! That doesn't make any sense, Jimin. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. So many flaws. So many flaws. <sighs> Blowing out of breath, Yoongi went limp in his seat, the adrenaline rushing out of his system. I get where you're coming from, and why you'd want to keep them apart, he said finally. But, 
as someone who has made a ton of mistakes, Jamin, you gotta let the kid make his own. You learn from your experience as terrible as it was. You can't shield Jungkook from his own mistakes. I know, but I've been protecting Jungkook my whole life, Jimin said, drawing his legs up to wrap his arms around his knees. I promised him when I found his tiny little starving catling body that I would never, ever let anything bad happen to him. From what I can tell, you've done that. But you gotta let him live and experience things, good or bad, Yoongi said. You won't always be there to take care of him. Do you always think he'll be there to protect you from a fight? Of course not, Jimin replied, but his eyes were sad. I know he needs to learn for himself, but it's hard to let him. I think he's old enough to take a few lumps, Yoongi said gently. You shouldn't have had to go through what you did. No one should. But that doesn't mean you keep other people from living. You didn't stop living, right? You went out and made mistakes again, didn't you? Jimin's eyes were hard when they met Yoongi's again. No. I learned from my mistakes. I didn't let it happen again. I meant... In general, making mistakes, Yungi said, shaking his head slightly. I didn't think... I'm not saying you were in that position ever again, just in general. Oh, well, yeah, Jimin said, blinking a little and trying to soft smile. I make mistakes. Little ones, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yungi couldn't help but think of all the things he knew about Jimin, which admittedly wasn't as much as he'd like. His heart ached for him, beat for him, but that didn't mean he knew all of the tabby's secrets. Jimin, you told me that you loved... Yoongi started softly, and he could see Jimin growing weary. Did you love Namjoon? Jimin scoffed and looked away, looking at his lips. I was a kid who knew nothing. Of course I thought I loved him. And there hasn't been anyone since, has there? Yoongi asked. It wasn't a question that needed answering, because Yoongi knew too well. Yoongi could see it in Jimin's posture and how he was breathing. It was very shortly after that happened that I decided enough was enough, Jimin said. Maybe it was a huge push for me, because those assholes were drugging kittens like me and using us while we starved. It was an awful place to live, and I was tired of it. There was no time for coupling or letting anyone else get close enough like that. Because if they knew the real you, your whole operation could go down, Yoongi nodded. You could only trust the people you knew, your friends. You could still trust Namjoon with that, right? Yes, he's the smartest person I know, Jimin said. I trust him. Trust him enough to let him and Jungkook figure themselves out? Yoongi asked. If you trust him to help you here, you could trust him with Jungkook. Maybe, Jimin hummed. I'll think about it. Yoongi rolled his eyes and got up to his feet. Yes, keep thinking about it, and they'll just sneak around your back like normal people who get told not to fall in love do. <laughs> Is that what people really do? Jimin blinked at him. That's not what we did. Yoongi had to laugh at that, holding out his hand to Jimin. Well, we aren't exactly normal now, are we? Confusion turning into a smile, Jimin took Yoongi's hand and slowly stood up in his space. Well, no, I guess not. I mean, technically they are sneaking around. I know. <laughs> like, Jimin, it's, you're literally doing it. It's just no one told them they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> as much as Yoongi wanted to sit and talk with Jimin, figure themselves out, he had work to do. The generator wasn't going to get itself working, and Hyunshik hadn't made any process to be of any use. Leaving Jimin at the courthouse with a kiss in private and a promise to talk later, he left for the garage. What he didn't expect was Hosok to show up a few hours later. Figured you'd be up in Tae's ass, or him up yours, whichever, Yoongi said when Hosok plopped himself down on a stool. 
He knocked out about 10 minutes ago from very happy exhaustion, Hosok said with a grin. I know, I can smell it. Yungi wrinkled his nose. You didn't shower well enough. Not much point when I've got two very aggressive and obnoxious purebreds keeping me just about chained to a bed, Hosok said. But I did shower, you ass. Mm-hmm, but you're here now, so either your dick or ass is too sore to keep going, or you've got something on your mind, Yungi said, looking up from his work. I like this uh, soap dynamic. Yeah, me too. Thing. It was really good. <laughs> the mirth in Hosok's face slipped and his lips thinned. I saw you kill Hyunjun. What? Was that his idea? There was no mistaking who Hosok meant. Standing up, Yungi dropped his tools in the nearby toolbox and dragged a stool over to sit by him. Yes, it was his idea, Yungi said. Hosok swore under his breath, running a shaky hand through his hair. It wasn't part of the plan. How did he get you to do it? He didn't. I did it on my own, Yungi replied, and now Hosok looked confused. He told me something that Hyunjun had done that cost me someone close to me. Jimin knew it would upset me enough to kill him. So he manipulated you? Hosok said. That fucker. Why did he keep this part of the plan a secret? I worked on Hyunjun for months, and now all that work is buried six feet under. Because you wouldn't have tried so hard to get into his good graces if you knew he was going to end up dead, Yungi said. He didn't tell me, because I wouldn't do it on principle. He probably told Jin, but Jin wouldn't do anything unless ordered. No, he's stupid like that, Hosok groaned. When I left here, you were pissed at him, angry that he'd used you. But here you are again, him having used you, and you seem okay with it. I don't get it. I've learned a lot about Jimin while you were gone, Yungi said. He and I have an understanding now. Hosuk was looking at him critically now, trying to suss something out, but Yungi wasn't sure what. Do you trust him? Yungi nodded, and the answer came easily. Yes, I trust him. I trust him with everything. My life. Everything. Everything? Hosok question. Shit, you love him. You actually love him, don't you? <laughs> Unable to help laughing, Yungi leaned back against the workbench. I have to say, Hosok, you are really good at your job. Of course I am, Hosok scoffed in disgust. <laughs> I'm the best. But shit, Yungi, loving Jimin is probably the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and I've heard a lot of stupid things. Why is it stupid? Yungi frowned. Does he not deserve to be loved? Of course he does, but not now. Hosok said. Not when he's so close. You'll distract him. No, that's not going to happen, Yungi said, shaking his head. It will. And it's not your fault, Hosok said. He looked at Yungi, really looked at him with a sad smile. Jimin deserves to be loved and taken care of and for all the best things to happen to him. But he's too close to the end now. One misstep could ruin everything. I don't know what you mean, Yungi said. The devils are attacking, yeah, but we'll handle them. Well, Jin and Jungkook and the pawns will. How will I distract him from that? Hosok tisked softly and looked away. Just be careful. Don't let him lose sight of his goals. I won't. His goals are my goals, Yungi said. A colony where everyone's equal. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, that's a good goal, isn't it? Hosok said, but he still looked sad. Well then, how close are we on this generator? I thought you'd be done by now. Yungi let himself be turned from the conversation, because the implications that there was more that he was unaware of didn't sit well with him. Besides, he'd missed Hosok, and it would be nice to work with him by his side again. Maybe he could get this done now that he had the right help. And that's the end of the chapter. 
I'm nervous. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Hobie's probably right. Yeah, Hobie is probably right. Jimin does have to have like a hundred percent focus. Yeah, but laser the thing focus. is, like, Yoongi has always been his wild card. Yeah. Are you gonna say more? No, I like stopped <laughs> and thought, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah. Oof. Also, now we have an allusion towards the fact that we don't know all of Jimin's goals. Mm-hmm. Plus, there was that little thing with Jin where Jin was like, but it'll have to stop. And then Jimin cut him off and was like, it's okay, like blah blah blah. So, what were they talking about? Mm. Guess we'll find out in this next chapter. Yeah. Oh dear. Chapter sixteen. A German word I cannot pronounce. Um. Jewish. Nope. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Nope. You know, I will just post in the episode, like, Instagram post, I will post yeah. a screenshot of this title of the chapter and the notes, which is an in between move or an inner mezzo played before an expected reply. Often, but not always, this involves responding to a threat by posing an even greater threat, forcing the opponent to respond to the threat first. Nervous? Jimin's voice was like honey. Yoongi, unable to help, shuddering slightly at the ghost of a breath against the tiny hair sticking out of his ear. Yeah, Yoongi nodded, swallowing thickly. His heart was beating harshly in his chest, and he sought out Jimin's hand in the darkness. Jimin laced their fingers together and squeezed gently. Don't be. I'm right here, Jimin murmured. I'll take care of you. Yoongi flinched at the sounds of yowling in the distance, and he peeked his head over the railing where he and Jimin were hiding. The streets of the colony were dark. No moon up to light the coming battle. Positioned at the topmost level of a four floor on the building at the end of the street facing the fence, they had the best view of the gate, the streets, and the surrounding buildings. The fire escape balcony they were perched on had been surrounded in scrap sheet metal so as to not give away their position and protect them from anything going on below. They're coming, Jin said from Jimin's other side. Stay down until I tell you otherwise. Don't tell me what to do, Jimin grumbled, but he yanked Yoongi back down. You stay down too. What, are they going to shoot at me? They don't have guns, Yoongi said, but sat back down. Hosuk had been very thorough with their intel on the devils, and the one thing they knew for sure was that there had been no guns. Bats, clubs, crowbars, and various handmade blunt instruments of all shapes and sizes were their only weapons. And the point is for no one to be seen until they're all in the fence, Jimin replied, his voice barely above a whisper. Sound echoed double in the night, and there could be no disruptions for the sharp-eared hybrids to see. Both of you shut up, Jin hissed. <laughs> They're breaking the fence down. Yoongi flinched at the sounds of metal on metal, and the chain link fence and metal sheets that had been affixed to the fence were being torn off to get to the soft wood structure underneath. Each snap of metal and wood was another step closer to the devils moving in until Yoongi heard the fence give way with a loud clatter. Loud whoops and yowls were quickly shushed, and the infiltrators moving in silent. Yoongi couldn't Yoongi couldn't hear much over the sound of his own breathing, but he heard the distinct sounds of shuffling and boots on asphalt. He squeezed Jimin's hand tight, closing his ears to hear better. Nope. Closing his eyes to hear better. He knew the entire street... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He knew the entire street was surrounded by pawns, waiting for the signal to attack. 
He knew their numbers matched the Devils evenly, and they had the advantages of being on home ground and defensive positions. But there were so many things that could go wrong, surprises they hadn't accounted for. People were going to die no matter what happened, and Yoongi couldn't bear the idea of losing any one of his friends, or Jimin. The first signal was a gunshot somewhere to the left of their position, which Yoongi knew was Taehyung with Jin's shotgun. Another shot from their right was Namjoon with a handgun. Yoongi hadn't been let in on the secret as to where these guns came from, but he supposed it didn't matter now. They had them, their enemy didn't. The echoing sounds of their shots had their intended effect. Murmurs of confusion from below and the sound of footsteps receded as they backed up. The next sound was the first waves of pawns rising from cover behind cement blockades and rushing to the front line, their whoops and hollers surprising the enemy just enough to catch them off guard. It was a stall, of course, something to entice the devils further into the street and give them false confidence about their chances against a smaller force. The next sound was of metal rolling and slamming into something else. That was the secondary blockade gate trapping the devils inside enemy territory. Jungkook and Hosuk's work and hopefully they were out of there before they could be caught. With half of the enemy force fighting, the other half realizing they were trapped, none of them noticed that the second wave of pawns attacking from the sides as they had slithered out of the empty buildings and pounced on the flanks of the group. There were screams, sounds of fighting coming from every direction as it echoed and bounced amongst the buildings. Yoongi wanted to look to see how the battle was progressing, but Jimin had a firm grip on his hand. Yoongi opened his eyes to look at Jimin, the tabby staring at the side of Jin's head as he waited for the signal. Of course, Jin could be allowed to peek over at the railing, of course, Jin could be allowed to peek over the railing, but he was the one running this show. He stared down grimly at the scene before putting a hand up over his head and dropping it down to the side. Yoongi braced himself, pulling Jimin in a little closer, unconsciously, and covering his ears. Even with anticipating it, and even with his ears covered, the sound of explosion rattled him. He didn't know where they'd found explosives, or how any of them knew what to do to make them go off, but they'd rig explosives to the two manholes in the center of the street, right under the feet of the devils. Yoongi knew that Jin's signal had been for the pawns to dive back into cover, leaving the devils confused enough to bunch back together to regroup. The results were devastating. Slowly standing up, Yoongi helped Jimin to his feet to look down at the carnage left behind. There were bodies everywhere, and Yoongi was very glad for the fact that he couldn't see details, knowing some had been too close and were likely in pieces. The cleanup would be awful, and he didn't envy any of the crew who drew those short straws. Those left alive were staggering around, many on their knees holding their ears. No one looked in any condition to fight. What now? Yoongi asked. A whistle from their right was the next signal, and the pawns reemerged from their cover to take the devils still alive, alive. Now we find out where their loyalty will lie, Jimin said, giving a nod to Jin. The Bombay inclined his head to start to descend the fire escape stairs to get to the street. We'll start from the top and work our way down. If they don't pledge loyalty, Yoongi asked, glancing at him, will you kill them too? Of course not. They'll be taken to the edge of our new territory and dumped out, Jimin said. I don't want to kill anyone more than we have to. Yoongi let out a deep breath, looking away from the carnage below and looking up to the cloudy sky overhead. Smells like rain, he said softly. It'll help with the smell, at least. Small favors, Jimin hummed. If you want to go back to your room, you can go. You don't have to stay for the rest of this. Of course I do. We have to show a united front, Yoongi said. This was my plan. I'm responsible for everything that happens here. Jimin leaned into him slightly, and Yoongi put his arm around Jimin's waist. Now you're really thinking like a king. I guess so, Yoongi said. Below, he watched the pawns dragging the dead bodies towards the fence while the court members and a couple of select pawns were helping the survivors towards the chosen building that had been outfitted to receive them. Barred windows, locked doors, and cells inside to keep them comfortable until they were interrogated. You think any of the aces survived? Jimin asked, pulling away to go for the stairs. For their sake, I hope not, Yoongi said. I can't imagine you'll go easy on any of them. 
Jimin flashed Yoongi a wicked smile that he could barely make out in the dark shadows. They tried to have me murdered on several occasions. I only want to return the favor. Yoongi rolled his eyes but followed Jimin down. The stench of blood and fluids was already hanging heavy in the air, a tart tang that Yoongi could taste on the back of his tongue. It would only get worse if they didn't take care of the bodies quickly, but at least the oncoming rain would wash away the blood and any fur from the asphalt. Yugi couldn't help but look as they passed, wondering if there could have been a different way to deal with this. Why had so many needed to die unnecessarily? They just wanted what everyone wanted, a good life. The fact that they had been a party to the ruling party in their colony had been their chance, and it wasn't their fault they'd been led to slaughter. His thoughts were interrupted when Jungkook fell in behind them, keeping Jimin safe from anyone that may try to attack him even now. There were so few survivors that had their wits about them, but Yoongi was grateful even now Jungkook was doing his job. Climbing up the steps into the temporary jailhouse, Yoongi urged Jimin inward to the larger holding cell that had most of the devils. Most were unharmed, except for a few scrapes and some dirt. Anyone more injured were being tended to. Well, Jimin asked Jin when he stopped in front of the cell door. Any of them? The Ace of Hearts and all the Heart House are dead. Jin said. They were all grouped together on top of the manhole, their numbers surrounding them. One less thing to worry about? Jimin nodded. Yugi could see some snarls of derision from those locked up, likely part of the heart suit and not so keen on their leaders being talked about. Ace of Diamonds is also dead, but Ace of Spades and Ace of Clubs are alive, Jin continued. Clubs is upstairs. One of his legs was blown off. As for the spades, Hosok has her in a separate cell. Get me a list of everyone's suit and rank, Jimin nodded. Then make sure they all get food and water and their wounds tend to. If anyone tries to break out, kill them. I don't think anyone is going to break out, Yoongi said, his eyes going over every face there. Not when we're going to offer them a better life here with us. Three meals a day, running water, comfortable beds. For what in return, a voice asked. Yoongi couldn't see where it had come from, but it didn't matter. They were all looking at him in the same way. Loyalty, Yoongi answered. Loyalty to the cause of creating a better colony. No more starving, no more fighting, and no worrying if you'll live to see tomorrow. That's what we offer here. If you choose to try and leave, you could be killed. Or we'll dump you outside. I'm sure I don't have to tell you it's death either way. There were quiet murmurs as they all looked at each other, but no one spoke up again. Yungi didn't think they'd take very long to decide, really, but they were going to get the night to think of it over and rest. They had gone through a traumatic experience, after all. Where is Hosuk? Jimin asked, and Jin motioned with a finger upstairs. Thank you. Report back to me if there's any problems. Of course, my queen. Jin bowed as Jimin and Yoongi left the room to find the stairs up. You think any of them will try to break out? Yoongi asked Jimin as they climbed the stairs. I think they'll wait and lay low for a while, Jimin said. They'll tell themselves it'll be just until we've let our guard down before they can escape, but by then it'll be too late. How do you mean? Yoongi frowned at him. By then we'll have the devil territory under our control, Jimin said, meeting his eyes. They'll have nowhere to run back to. For some reason, Yoongi hadn't thought about this. He hadn't thought they'd actually be doubling their territory in this way. He figured it would just be dealing with the devils and absorbing the colony members into their own. But taking over a whole territory in that way meant that they had the largest colony in the gallery outside of the proctorate. It was something he'd have to think about later because Jimin was opening one of the doors in the hallway to see Hosok standing over a young Siamese Molly who was sat on the floor up against the wall. Hosok? Jimin raised an eyebrow at him, and the knight backed away. So, this is the ace of spades. Hwasa, the Siamese said, lifting her chin. You must be the Moggy Queen. Her eyes slanted towards Yungi, and she smirked. And the Moggy King. How about we keep vile words out of our mouths, Jimin said, crouching down in front of her. Yungi stayed back, watching to see what he would do. 
In this, Yoongi had no reason to intervene if he thought Jimin was going too far. This was technically an enemy, a leader at the same rank as them. There was no reason to keep her alive if she would just try to harm them later. Ah, yes, Hoseok was telling me you don't like that word, Hwasa chuckled. To be respectful. But I don't see why I have to be. You just murdered dozens of us. You'll pay for that. You and what army? Jimin asked in amusement. Because I've got the rest of you locked away downstairs, contemplating what their existence will be like now that they can join my colony, where they don't have to fight each other tooth and claw for basic comforts like food and water. Hwasa's eyes flickered from Jimin to Hosuk and back, narrowing slightly in consideration of his words. You're not going to just kill us? I think there has been enough death, Jimin said. I don't want to kill anyone. I've never wanted to kill anyone. I want hybrids to come together and leave peacefully, to thrive. We don't have to live this way, fighting over territory and food. We can share with each other, and no one has to die needlessly. It was clear Hwasa didn't believe, but that was of no matter far as Yungi was concerned. She could take as long as she needed to come around to what they were offering. Until then, she could stay in this room. How do I know you're telling the truth? Hwasa asked. What guarantee do I have that you're not going to just murder all of us? Like you and the others were going to do to me? Jimin snorted. You have no guarantee. But if you prove yourself and you swear loyalty to my cause, then you won't have to worry about anything ever again. Seems a little too easy, Hwasa said. What of the people in the colony? We're going to see them tomorrow, Jimin replied. I'd like you to go with me and tell them that they're safe now and won't go hungry anymore. They'll believe you since you were their leader for a day. Hwasa snorted and looked away. A day. Years of struggling and I was on top for a day. Better than dead, Hosok said quietly. Just think about it. You could have a good life here. I thought I told you to stop talking to me like you know me, Hwasa snarled. You're a traitor. Hosok sucked in a breath to respond, but Jamin held a hand up and Hosok looked away with a grunt. You can be mad at me for what Hosok did. I'm the one that ordered him to do it, Jamin said. And you know, if you had been ordered to do something like that, you wouldn't have hesitated. I wouldn't have led someone on, Hwasa snapped. Not like that. He did his job like he was supposed to, Jamin said, a hard edge to his voice now. And if you'll use that as a reason not to take my generous offer, then I'll take you to the fence myself and throw you over. Hwasa's jaw worked slightly in consideration, glancing at Hosok then back at Jimin again. I wouldn't say no for that. Good. You're not so dumb after all, Jimin said, smiling at her. But you're still getting the night to think about it, along with the rest. We'll be back first thing in the morning and you'll decide what you want to do. Jimin stood back up and turned, brushing past Yungi to head out. I don't need overnight to think, Hwasa called after him. If what you say is true and you'll take care of the people that are there dying, I'll join you. You've made a smart decision then, Jimin said, glancing over his shoulder. We'll be back in the morning. Hosok, don't stay too long. Tae and Jin will need your help. Yes, sir, Hosok nodded. Yungi backed out of the room to follow, closing the door slowly. Hosok and Hwasa didn't move or look at each other, but Yungi knew their conversation would continue once they were gone. It was late by the time Jimin and Yungi returned home. The cleanup would continue on for a while, but the first drops of rain were hitting Jimin's window when they stepped inside. Yoongi hadn't even been invited, really. He just followed Jimin up the stairs. Jimin didn't seem to mind lighting the candle on the table. The soft glow hurt Yoongi's eyes after their long walk back from the fence, but it was nice to be able to see Jimin's face again. Neither of them had spoken a word since they'd left, and even now Jimin was quiet, sitting down on the edge of his bed. He looked tired. The flickering light accentuating hid the tired lines on his face. His ears were drooped, and his tail flickered listlessly at his side. Of all the bad days I've gone through, this was the worst, Jimin said, breaking the silence and heaving a deep sigh. I've never had to harm so many at once. 
They would have killed every one of us, Yungi said. I keep telling myself this, to justify it. It hasn't helped yet. We lost two of our own, Jimin said, his eyes downcast. I know this should feel like a victory. It's what I've been planning for months. I still feel sick inside. Yungi slowly approached, kneeling down in front of Jimin's knees. Good, he said, not reacting when Jimin's eyes snapped up to him with a frown. If you feel sick, it means you haven't crossed a line yet. You feeling bad about having to do these things to protect the colony? It means you haven't lost that part of you that cares. Is that supposed to make me feel better? Jimin whispered. And this close, Yungi could see how glassy Jimin's eyes were. No, of course not. Yungi shook his head. Nothing about what happened or how we feel is supposed to be good. We hurt a lot of people. They died needlessly because they were made to do something. Maybe some of them wanted to come in and kill us. Doesn't justify taking their lives in that manner. War is hell, Jimin murmured. I read that in a book once. A general said it, and I'm sure he killed a lot of people too. I never wanted to go to war. I just wanted people to stop dying. Well, I don't know about all that. I'm not as smart as you, Yungi said, his hands covering Jimin's that were folded in his lap. But I know that sometimes you gotta fight to survive. I know you want things to be a certain way, and we're working on it. We just gotta keep our heads up and focus on the goal. Otherwise, we're never gonna make it. I'm tired, Yungi, Jimin said, closing his eyes. Okay, I'll let you get some sleep, Yungi nodded, standing back up. When he leaned in to kiss Jimin on the forehead, Jimin pulled back and shook his head. Don't leave, was his whispered plea. I can't sleep alone tonight. Not after... not after all of that. Yungi's eyes softened and he nodded, kissing his cheek instead. I'll stay. It went without saying that Yungi found it hard to sleep. Every time he closed his eyes, he saw bodies and blood running down the asphalt. By the way Jimin was breathing and fidgeting against his chest, he wasn't sleeping either. I can't stop thinking about it, Yungi said finally, staring up at the ceiling in the dark. Jimin sat up on his elbow, looking down at Yungi, and their eyes met. He wasn't sure who moved first, but his eyes slipped closed when Jimin's lip touched his. It started slow, th just their lips touching, and in light pecks until Jimin sunk further against him and guided them into a deeper kiss. Yungi lifted his hand to card through Jimin's hair, scratching lightly behind the backs of his ears to make Jimin moan. You know, I didn't think that this is where the chapter was going to go. <laughs> I'm going to be fully, truly honest. Everyone responds to trauma differently. <laughs> I thought we were just going to have terrible sleep and then move on in the morning. No. <laughs> but then it wouldn't be a true BTS epic. <laughs> oh my god. Kitten, Jimin whimpered against his lips, and Yungi couldn't bring himself to be mad at the nickname right then because Jimin had climbed onto his lap. The pheromones Jimin was giving off had Yungi's head swimming in arousal, and he bit at Jimin's bottom lip the moment Jimin canted his hips enough to drag over Yungi's dick and that was begging to harden. The resulting gasp from above him, Yungi knew Jimin was feeling it just as much. What do you want, Jimin? Yungi asked, mouthing at his jaw. He kept a firm grip on Jimin's hair with one hand and the other one going to his hip to hold him tight. I don't know. I just... I just want you, Jimin whispered, head falling to the side. I got you. I'm right here, Yungi replied. <laughs> Sucking slightly on the soft skin under Jimin's hairline. Jimin keened softly, rolling his hips again. It was just enough friction to make Yungi shudder, but not nearly enough sensation. Releasing his grip on Jimin's hair, he tugged slightly down at the waistline of Jimin's pants to pull his cock from out of the confines. Jimin groaned, nearly falling against Yungi's chest. 
Fuck, kitten, Jimin groaned, bucking into Yoongi's hand when he closed his fingers around the hard length. I'm actually surprised that Yoongi's letting him get away with that, considering how much he hated the nickname. I know. And it didn't seem like fake hate either. No. <laughs> Not a storm. <laughs> but more like a, can you stop? <laughs> yeah. Yoongi liked this, watching Jimin fall apart at his touch. He liked seeing Jimin look so out of control, undone. One day he'd like to see Jimin completely at his mercy for once, taking his orders and being so good for him. But right now, he knew Jimin needed a release to take the edge off. He wasn't going to push, not when Jimin was so fragile. Yoongi could feel Jimin's labored breaths against his neck, rocking his hips in stuttering motions, trying to set the pace, but Yoongi tightened his grip on Jimin's hip to keep him still. Just let me take care of you, he whispered against Jimin's hair. Jimin was trembling, but his hips stilled and only twitched at a particularly hard stroke of Yoongi's hand. When Jimin came, it was with a soft, panted groan, where Jimin was drooling into Yoongi's shoulder, and Yoongi didn't even mind that his clothes were now stained with Jimin's release, or that his hand was sticky with it. He worked Jimin through it until Jimin went bo- <laughs> <laughs> It's back! <laughs> it's been so long since we've seen that! And you know what? I'm so happy. Oh my god. Boneless. Oh my god, no, the perfect no context teaser that you can post. Oh my god. Wait. Boneless. Yeah, keep reading. <sighs> he worked Jimin through it until Jimin went boneless and rolled slightly off of him to the side. Smiling softly, Yoongi tucked Jimin back into his pants and waited for Jimin to come down from his high before kissing him again. Better? Yoongi asked and Jimin nodded, his eyes closed and body sagging. You? Jimin asked after a moment, eyes snapping open. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about. Yoongi tried to get out, but Jimin was already pushing his hand into the waistband of Yoongi's shorts and he sucked in a breath when his hands closed around him. Shit, Jimin, he groaned, because Jimin wasn't starting out slow, his fist pumping. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the, ne the next line. Come on, come, <laughs> Jimin murmured, <laughs> nipping at his jaw, and Yoongi had already been on the edge of an orgasm, so it didn't take long for him to finish. His whole world went white, not feeling anything but Jimin's hand tugging him through it until he was done. Shit, Yoongi said again when he was able to breathe properly. He, turning his head slightly, nose to nose with Jimin, he quirked a small smile at the tabby. Okay, better now. Good, Jimin smiled back, but it was brief and melted away when he closed his eyes. Jimin was asleep in seconds, and Yoongi didn't have the heart to move him to get cleaned up. They could deal with it in the morning. No! <laughs> right now they needed sleep. Yoongi hummed in contentment when he closed his eyes. The images of a needy Jimin and a sated Jimin fixed in his mind as he drifted into a deep slumber. That's so funny. Jimin just being like, okay, you too, but hurry up. I'm about to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm so happy the word boneless has reappeared <laughs> in a fic. But also... Clean up! I know, please. Clean up! It takes like two seconds. Ah! All right, y'all. That is the end of this episode. If you'd like to catch us in between episodes, you can do so at K-pop Pillow Talk, all one word, all lowercase on all social media platforms. And if you like us and want to let us know, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other listening service that allows you to do so. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode of K-pop Pillow Talk. I'm Millie. I'm Nuts. What a hey!